0: Okay. Hi, everyone. I am so excited to introduce you to a new series I'm doing about unlearning toxic productivity. And this is a topic I'm so passionate about because it's all the work that I do personally and work I do to help my clients every single day with their mindset and skills around productivity and time management. And what I mean by toxic productivity is this culture of being an overachiever who is constantly adding more to their plate so that they feel worthy and that culture of hustling. And luckily I think the actual like hustle culture is kind of over We're moving past it because I don't see it on nearly as many t-shirts or in fun word art on Pinterest anymore as I usually did. But there's still this go, go, go vibe that is unhealthy and disheartening as an entrepreneur, when we know that there's already so much for us to do, so each week I'm going to be dismantling a bad productivity habit that you may have, so that you can live a more balanced and a more productive life. So that's what we're really going for today. So we're starting this week hot with people pleasing and how to set healthy boundaries. And before I dive on in, I wanted to just tell a funny story, which is that I am recording this episode from my closet, which not only makes me feel like Jenna Kutcher because that's how she started and she's like an OG in the space, but also because my podcast manager told me it would make it sound better. So if the sound quality is better this week, please let me know on Instagram or shoot me an email. Just let me know because I'd love to see if these efforts are working out for everybody. Okay, let's dive in. So like I said, we're starting this week people-pleasing, and really how to set healthy boundaries. And I'm going to be talking about this in the context of work and entrepreneurship, because I know that boundaries is a really big topic, and I am by no means an expert when it comes to setting boundaries in other areas of your life. So you all know that I love to start with a definition just to make sure that we're all on the same page and talking about the same thing. So according to an article on verywellmind.com, a people pleaser is a person who puts others' needs ahead of their own. This type of person is highly attuned to others and often is seen as agreeable, helpful, and kind, but people pleasers can also have trouble advocating for themselves, which can lead to harmful pattern of self-sacrifice or self-neglect. Now, I never really thought of myself as a people pleaser because I thought they were people who were... Like I said, constantly saying yes to everything and like never had opinions and just were very, very go with the flow. And that's not really how I would describe myself. But as I started doing more research so that I could better serve my clients who were struggling in this area, I realized that there's a lot of sneaky ways and a lot of sneaky behaviors where this shows up and it shows up in a lot of different ways. So for example, are you always telling people that you're sorry? Just for existing, for taking up space. Are you worried that if you say no, people will think you're mean or selfish? For people-pleasing, having trouble saying no, that like that's easy to understand. But it also looks like being preoccupied with what other people think of you. Feeling guilty when you do tell people no. Agreeing to do things you don't like or things you don't want to do because you don't want to rock the boat. You struggle with low self-esteem. You want people to like you and feel that doing things for them will earn their approval. Or you take blame for others, even when it's not your fault. You probably don't have free time because you're always doing things for other people. And therefore, you neglect your own needs in order to do those things for others. Or you pretend to agree with people, even though you feel differently. Because again, you don't want them to dislike you. So a few examples of how this showed up for me and how I started recognizing some of these behaviors is that I was cleaning out my inbox from like an email inbox from college. And why I had to clear out thousands of emails from a decade ago is like a whole other story that I'll probably get into someday. But what I kept seeing as I was deleting out these emails is me saying, sorry for the delay. Like in thousands of emails. And when I looked at how long it was before I responded to that email, like what that delay was, it was maybe a few hours, maybe. And I thought about that, like, was I really sorry that I took a couple hours to respond to someone's email? Would I have been upset if a fellow overwhelmed college student took a few hours to respond to an email from me? Absolutely not. So why was I typing it every single time? Another example for me personally is volunteering. Now, there are so many reasons to volunteer, but I did kind of the most when it came to volunteering because I thought people would think I was selfish if I didn't give up the time I had to help others. I didn't want to appear lazy or that I wasn't using my time well to serve. And so while i you might enjoy helping others, I do enjoy helping others. If you're doing so to win their approval or to, shore up your own self-esteem, you're doing so at the risk of your emotional well-being, and that can have some serious consequences. It, when we think about this in terms of entrepreneurship and business, you are bound to experience frustration when you're doing things reluctantly or out of obligation for your clients. These feelings can lead to a cycle of helping someone, feeling mad at them for taking advantage of you, and then feeling regretful or sorry for yourself. And then you could end up resenting our clients or your business because you've given in too many times. And stress and anxiety is common in people pleasers because the effort to keep other people happy can stretch our own physical and mental resources really thin. So other challenges that you may feel if you are a people pleaser or have some people pleasing tendencies include having a Really low or deleted or depleted willpower because you're spending all of your mental resources on others. You may also lack a sense of authenticity because you're consistently hiding your own needs and preferences to accommodate others, and therefore people don't get to see the real you. So, if anything I've said so far sounds like you, or if you have exhibited some of these behaviors or tendencies in the past, keep listening because I got some suggestions. And these are hopefully really practical, because I know I learned best by example. So I'm going to share with you exactly what you can say, or the exact kind of steps you can take to start building the boundaries around your personal time and your emotional and mental well being. And then again, we're going to start really small. So the first one kind of out of the gate, is to stop apologizing for things you aren't sorry for like I did in those emails. Taking a day to respond to an email is very reasonable. So no need to apologize for taking time to respond to an email or to a text or for simply taking up space. And this also goes for the word unfortunately. So sometimes I started plugging in I'm sorry with unfortunately I'm not available at that time. And again, it it, It's unfortunate for them, but it's not unfortunate for me. I have other things to do. So I just say, I'm not available at that time, right? So just if if it helps you to write the email first and then go back and edit, that's totally okay. But just get in the habit of looking through your correspondence and see where you're being overly apologetic for no reason. And this can also another kind of thing that you can think about in this is if you're constantly apologizing for a delay. You're teaching people that they should expect a response from you faster and highlighting and pointing out how long your response took when they were probably not respecting the response any faster than what you gave them anyway. So really, all you're doing is calling out things that don't need to be called out. So again, if you need to write it first, go back and edit. It's a great way place to get started. Tell someone how much time you have at the start of an interaction. This has been a great tip for a lot of work interactions or phone calls that you don't necessarily want to be on or don't want to have. So for example, if someone calls you and you know that person can be pretty emotionally draining, then right as soon as they answer, you say, hey, I actually only have 15 minutes to chat today. You don't have to tell them why. You don't have to tell them what's going on. You can lie if you want, but just say, hey, I only have 15 minutes. What's up? And then time it, right? And then you can, then you have that easy out to be able to say, Hey, actually, I'm so sorry. I got to jump off, but, you know, we'll catch up later or whatever that you need to end it in, right? So tell so much time you have before you start the interaction. This, again, if someone walks up to your desk at work, same thing. Hey, before we dive into this, I only have about 10 minutes because I'm working on another project. Would it be easier if we found another time tomorrow? So, just a great option so that you don't get kind of sucked into the vortex of someone else's drama, especially. Don't over-explain when you say no. We've all heard that no is a complete sentence. That's a stretch for a lot of people. I can really appreciate that. I struggle with that too. But you don't need to over-explain. You don't need to say, Oh, I'm so sorry, I'm unavailable at that time. I actually have to bring My dog to the vet, or I have another call with a client who's really whatever. Like, you don't need to overexplain any of it. You just say, I'm unavailable at that time, or I can't help you with that right now, or I don't want to. I mean, you don't have to say that, but just you don't have to overexplain your no. You can just say, no, thank you. And in that vein, you can practice some canned responses so that it feels comfortable. So you can say, that's not for me, but thank you so much. Or like I said, I'm not available at that time. And it may help you if you want to give other options or resources. So if someone asks you to be part of a project or to speak for free at an event and you're feeling really exhausted and you can't do things for free right now, you can say, thank you so much for asking me. I'm not available at that time, but here are some other speakers that may be great options for you. or. That time doesn't work for me, but here are some other times that do, right? If it's something that you do want to do, but you're feeling really swamped that week, right? Give other options and resources. So I'm just gonna go back and read those kind of bullet points again because they all kind of merge together. But your first option is don't over explain your no. Practice with canned responses, like that's not for me, but thank you. And then give other options or resources to help that person. So moving on, a couple other ideas I have to help the recovering people-pleaser and to unlearn your people-pleasing tendencies is to start expressing your opinion. It's actually really helpful. I mean, how many times have you had that conversation with your partner? That's, oh, what do you want for dinner? I don't know, whatever you want. I'm good with anything. Like Those conversations drive me up the wall. So start expressing your opinion. It's actually going to help drive that conversation forward. It's going to help your team make decisions. It's going to help you start getting what you actually want out of the situation. So your opinion is helpful. Always remember that. And the other thing I want to say is remember your goals and your priorities. A yes to something is a no to something else. We only have so much time in the day. So what is the cost of saying yes? I used to, again, especially with volunteering, I gave up a lot of time with my partner to do all that because it was Getting all the way to where the meeting was, or jumping on the Zoom call—it was getting all the way back. It was the inevitable conversation that made an hour-long meeting and ninety-minute meeting. And all that time, I was giving up spending time with him, or taking care of something around the house, or just relaxing. So, really, remembering your goals and priorities so that when you're weighing if you want to help or not, you understand what it what it's going to cost you to say yes. And Such a big part of being a people pleaser is struggling with self-esteem and self-worth. So make sure that you're giving yourself a lot of positive self-talk and maybe some affirmations every day that you can repeat to yourself. And this is especially true before you dive into a situation where you find yourself kind of over-delivering or saying yes when you don't want to. If you're a coach, maybe you give a little bit of extra time or that hour-long one-on-one session meeting ends at 90 minutes, making sure that you're respecting that time and those boundaries before you jump into email when you have a bunch of requests coming in. It's it's okay to give yourself some of that positive self-talk, give yourself some affirmations every day to remind you that you're worth it, even if you say no. And when it comes to making decisions, I like to kind of stall for time. This is something that I started doing that's really helped. And it's before your initial kind of gut yes or no. You say something like, let me check my calendar or let me confirm a few things on my schedule and I'll get back to you or right. Let me think about that for a minute. Anytime you can give yourself a pause allows you to make a better decision. It's actually like scientific study stuff around that, but that stall, that pause allows you to make a better decision. But here's a tip. (laughs) Don't throw your partner under the bus. Don't let it be. Oh, let me talk to my husband and see if I'm free that weekend or whatever, right? Like we don't want to be given those kinds of excuses, and we certainly don't want to throw our partner under the bus and make them the bad guy. And when you're coming to say no, you ha- you have to own it. And then last but not least, don't assume everyone has taken advantage of you, but also access the request. And what I mean by this is when we start becoming aware of this pattern in ourselves, We start to take a deeper look at the relationships that we have and who's doing the asking. And there may be some people who are just genuinely asking because they are really excited to be a part of your community or they love your expertise and would love for you to come talk to their group or to be on their podcast or to help out with a project that they're working on because you're really good at that work. Some of those requests are going to come from a genuine place. But some of them are going to be trying to take advantage of the fact that you always say yes. And a lot of that is going to be real draws on your time. You know, that pickup at the airport that's super early or super late, or the person who's moving and doesn't want to hire professional movers, right? Those are the kinds of things where you need to to look at the source and really assess the request and evaluate that relationship, quite frankly, if they have been consistently taking advantage of your people-pleasing tendencies and the fact that you say yes quite a bit. And now I want to wrap up this podcast episode by saying that people who identify as people pleasers or have people pleasing tendencies are often highly empathetic and they're thoughtful and they're caring. They're people with really good hearts who are trying to do the right thing. And so I'm not asking or encouraging anyone to remove or change a part of them that they love. I just want you to have the tools and resources you need when you feel like you're giving up more of yourself than you should be or when you need some help to not feel so stressed or exhausted or sick or you are missing out on what brings you joy because you're so worried about making others happy. So again, you be you. I'm proud of you. I love you exactly the way you are. And so I want to just give you the tools and the resources and some strategies and really practical strategies to make some minor tweaks and changes so that you feel, again, less stressed, less exhausted, less overwhelmed, and you get to enjoy more of what makes you happy. And if you really struggle with this, again, highly recommend getting some professional help, talking to a therapist, talking to a medical professional who can help you with this stuff because again, boundaries are a big topic. This is a big, a lot of work. And I certainly don't want to pretend to be the expert in the area. But based on my experiences, based on the research that I've done and the work that I've done with clients, these have been some really practical and really easy tips to implement to start making some shifts towards having healthy boundaries around work in your business. So thank you so much for enjoying the first episode in this series of unlearning toxic productivity habits. And next week, we're going to be talking all about perfectionism. And so I'm really excited to dive into that topic as well. Thank you for enjoying another episode of From Overwhelmed to Under Control. I hope you're feeling one step closer to your goals. Don't forget to check out the show notes and follow along on Instagram at Coaching. I look forward to talking to you soon.